This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds. Allow me to spend some time with you discussing pets, pet care, and everything in between. Today I'd like to talk about a virus called the Powassan virus. Yet another new tick-borne disease. Ugh. Ticks never quit. We have a relatively new virus that they trans- that these ticks transmit, and it's kind of scary. The virus is called Powassan, named after the town in Ontario, where it was first identified back in 1958. Like many of the other tick-transmitting diseases, it is starting to show up more frequently in recent years. In the past decade, there have been only 75 reported cases in the United States. However, in Maine, there have been nine cases since 2000. Two cases were reported this past summer in mid-coast Maine. Infected ticks have been found in southern Maine all the way up to Mount Desert Island. Knowledge is power. I want my listeners to be proactive in anticipation of future problems. So I'll fill you in on Powassan virus infection. The virus has two strains. One is transmitted through the deer tick, the other from the woodchuck tick. About 7% of the nymph and adult tick population carry the virus. Here's the one of the most important things to remember. Powassan virus is transmitted from the tick within the first hour of the bite. In comparison, it takes 36 to 48 hours for the Lyme bacteria to get transmitted after the bite. This is very important to remember. So checking for ticks right after coming in from outside rather than waiting till bedtime is paramount. By the time bedtime rolls around, the tick may have embedded itself in already transmitted Powassan virus. Once infected, a lot of people show no symptoms at all. However, in a week to a month after the bite, other people will develop encephalitis or swelling of the brain. Clinically, a person can have a fever, headache, vomit, become weak, be confused, and may seizure. It can be fatal to 10% of infected people. One in 10 people will die of this virus. If a person does survive, long-term memory loss, facial tics, and blurred vision may result. Further bad news is that there is no vaccine or specific treatment, and only supportive care can be done. It never hurts to hear the tick prevention steps you can take. So I'm going to go over them again. Wear light-colored clothes, tuck pant legs into socks, and wear long sleeve shirts. Wear EPA-approved insect repellent. Check yourself right after coming in from outside as well as before bed. Check behind the ears, armpits, neck, behind the knees, in the crotch, and have someone check your back. That's very important. In other words, warm, moist places. Wash a tick bite with soap and water and apply antiseptic. Remove ticks with tweezers or a tick spoon, not Vaseline, a burnt match head, or nail polish. Remove tick habitats. I have a really good pet sounds on that, so check my archives. I also have pet sounds, past pet sounds on removing ticks, Lyme disease myths, and other diseases transmitted by ticks. When I first saw Lyme in dogs a number of years ago, I was waiting for the other diseases to show up, like anaplasma and ehrlichia. Lo and behold, after about 10 years, I started seeing these other diseases. Since I retired, my veterinary colleagues tell me co-infections are commonplace. So, how about our pets and the Powassan virus? When the virus is actually injected into a cat or dog intravenously or directly into the brain, symptoms of the disease do appear. But there's no proof of natural infection to our pets. That does not make me feel confident our pets are entirely safe. I suspect Powassan will be a bigger player in tick-borne diseases in the coming years. So just be careful. Check your pets daily. Keep them protected 24-7. 
This is Dr. John Hunt for Pet Sounds on WERU. Thank you for listening. Remember, enjoy your pet and don't forget to give them a hug.